Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time, time to, to sit, sit for a spell. Hello! Hello, welcome everyone to Sit for a Spell podcast. I am James. I'm Jess, and we're and back hello. with our bi-monthly episode. Yay, 2022. It is the middle of 2022. I mean, of January. <laughs> I was like, no. Already. <laughs> it's July. Yay. It's July, everybody. Someone is listening to this in July. Well, the thing I love is that sometimes we say dates and times of year or months and like uh-huh. future dates, and then the, the days will pass. And then someone will be like, oh, my God, I just listened to this episode and you were right. So hello yeah. from June of t- hello, June of 2022. Hello. How are you what doing? What fresh hells have you brought to us? <laughs> oh, my God. Can't wait to see. Hold on. Now that you said that, it totally reminded me of something totally different than I was going to talk about. So I have to talk about it. Notre Dame. Okay. You know him. Oh, everyone knows I thought him. you were talking- I thought you were talking about Notre Dame, and I was like, the building? The, isn't that a, a church? Oh, my God. I said that before, and Michael thought I was talking about that. And he was like, the hunchback? And I was like, no. Hunchback Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. <laughs> His name's not even Notre Dame. I know. He lives in Notre Dame. Okay. So, anyways, Quasimodo, Notre Dame, <laughs> um, tells the future, right? Right? Yeah. So, supposedly, yeah. Supposedly. Okay. 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 <laughs> So uh, your face, Listener, I was the face. watching TikTok because, of course, what else do I do with my time? Um, <laughs> and there was one about like the predictions. I cannot say her name. OK, it's something like Vaga Baba or Baba Vaga or something like that. I'm so Baba Yaga. I don't know. And she's also no, a psychic. Um, and she had like shit ton predictions. And like he is obviously a lot older than her, like hundreds of years and had a bunch of predictions but like a bunch of their stuff has come true like she um i think prophesized like the death of princess diana and like obviously he has done like a bunch of stuff but some stuff that's come true some that hasn't whatever right uh-huh and it could just uh-huh. be so many hundreds of years have passed in between that it's like you can like pick things out you know like oh this must have been what he was right talking. But anyways, so watch that TikTok, and then he, it said that he had predicted a tsunami for 2022, and we had a tsunami. Sorry, we did have a tsunami. <laughs> there and was an earth, tsunami. no, no, there was a volcanic eruption in the yeah. Pacific Ocean, Under and so Tonga. my sister texted us at like five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. whatever. She was like, um. Can I come over? <laughs> just like, there's supposed to be a tsunami. Yeah. And, it wasn't a uh, massive yeah, was, tsunami as in like. It didn't end up being a tsunami. It was a tsunami, but it was like, um, well, yeah. It was, Some places it was like an actual flooding tsunami. It was definitely disruption of waves. But the crazy thing is if you weren't watching the news or if your news doesn't cover like west coast or whatever it went from like the coast of mexico to alaska 
and like beaches yeah, all like, down the West Coast were impacted. It was insanity. It's a crazy anyways, amount. It was just I saw that TikTok the day before it happened, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's a witch." Nostradamus. <laughs> what else did That's he say? All. What did he say? What the lotto numbers are? No, he. The only other mm-hmm. thing I remember um, is that he said that it's kind of far or wait i can't remember one of them said oh it was the woman she said that there was going to be a pandemic out of siberia sometime between now and 2057 so let's just say it was covid and call it a day and then Mm. um but i think he said there was going to be like a giant earthquake in japan like very specifically Mm. like post 2022 Yeah, but who knows if it's going to be true because a bunch of his stuff didn't come true. And it's Japan. Yeah, I think like it's like the whole like yeah, like there's like earthquakes all the time. I don't think he knew that at the time. I don't know what he knew. I'm not him. I didn't live there. Who knows? knows? I think it's like the Simpsons sort of like phenomena where there's like there's like hundreds of episodes of The Simpsons and like sometimes some of the things they say like resemble things that happen. Very like true. you make enough predictions, you're bound to get a couple, right? But some of their but stuff is so specific. I can't say it. Specific. specific. Jesus. Pacific. <laughs> Pacific Ocean. I think there's a psychic on the um, writing. Yeah. I mean, that stuff's pretty interesting. I think it's cool. It's cool. I don't think there's like harm in thinking it's interesting. Um, as long as you're not like getting zealous about it, <laughs> like some no. people no. do. If it, hope it you wouldn't. True. I hope none of it comes yeah. true. No. <sighs> yeah. Well, um, unfortunately, my sister couldn't come over during the tsunami warning because my entire household got COVID. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, we are on you. day did ten. I did not get it. We're on day mm-hmm. ten, which like officially means we can like come out of quarantine. Mm-hmm. I tested negative as of uh, yesterday, so I'm hoping that means I'm like in the clear. Yeah, you would um, be. I would you think so this whole time. But I have a conspiracy theory that <laughs> COVID isn't always coming up positive in adult rapid testing. Because it's a that's vaccine. not a conspiracy theory. That's like a Isn't that's like real? a proven fact. Oh, look at me! I'm like so they even came out and said, especially with like Omicron, that the rapid yeah. test can't always detect. Okay, it. because I have minimally three adult human teachers on my campus whose children were at home with COVID, and they're at school testing negative with the rapid test we have on campus, and I'm like, I don't. With the That's why they say, son, I don't understand. I don't understand. So, from what my limited, like, midnight doom scrolling research, you know, uh-huh. obviously I'm not a doctor. Um, that if you hear crunching in the background, that's my son eating hot Cheetos. Um, <laughs> there's nowhere to go in this house, everyone has COVID. <laughs> we're, we're quarantining together. Um, that Omicron, especially, like specifically, especially that um, it can miss it because there could it has a very low viral load as opposed to like Delta had a very high mm-hmm. viral load, like super, mm-hmm. like concentrated in a certain part of your 
body, mm-hmm. especially the nasal tests. Omicron doesn't like live there, I guess. Mostly they're like it mostly lives like in your throat, I guess. Oh. So that could be why, which is why they say if you have symptoms, you should do the rapid, but always get like a PCR to follow up if you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, they're much more, they look for different parts of the virus mm-hmm. rather than I the antigen tests. I did see a video for- of that, now that you mentioned that, that a girl, you know how you get like the two-pack, like the home two-pack, right? Mm-hmm. So she mm-hmm. swab. And then it was negative and she was like, this can't, I can't be negative, you know? And then she did a throat swab, which at the time wasn't recommended. And the throat swab came back positive. So she was confused. So she went and got a PCR and she was positive. Right. Yeah. Which is what a lot, I think the UK just recommended using those um, tests as throat swabs instead of no swabs. Hmm. Um, Because... They, they tend to get a more accurate reading there, I guess, on, yeah. in the throat. Yeah. Again, do your research. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. This is just what I can, like, piece <laughs> together, like, my um, barely graduated high school understanding of <laughs> these vastly complicated and nuanced things. Sounded very if you have symptoms, if you've been exposed, just get a PCR test if you can. Use a rapid test. Rapid tests are really good if you're, like, symptomatic, like, if you're, like, three days into symptoms. Yeah. Um, so yeah, everyone in my in my house got COVID except for me and my mom. Um, thank God because we just spent the last ten days like playing nurse, mm-hmm. which um, was very stressful. I can imagine. Having to keep people away from each other, keep them in their rooms, feedings. Uh, it's like having babies again. It was like feedings and who's going to take a shower when and then sanitizing the bathrooms and sanitizing everything everybody touches and then doctor's appointments and tests and who needs medicine, who needs this and that and get tissues and, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. It was just, um, it was like nonstop for yeah. a while there. Gratefully, thankfully, everyone is vaccinated with at least two doses. So we're mm-hmm. very, very mild cases, but it was very scary. Um, if you listen to this podcast, you know how careful we are, like how mm-hmm. how much we don't how much we don't do because we're so careful. That's how yeah. crazy contagious this thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm frankly impressed we lasted this long without getting covid <laughs> but, yeah. especially because there's so many of us that live here but um yeah we made it through everyone's on the mend my mm-hmm. even my brother he lives doesn't live in my house but he has two young babies at home and so he had nowhere to quarantine there so he had to come to my house too so it was like a little covid ward for a little while there but mm-hmm. We had, thankfully, we have we had N95 masks and shields and gloves, and we were able to just get it done. Mm-hmm. And uh, it makes me very grateful for my family that we just sort of, it was like no questions. We just did what needed to be done, take care of each other. And yeah. I know not everybody has that. Over with, even though you can absolutely get it again. But I think yeah, maybe people who aren't as co- careful will be more hesitant. I hope so. And I personally know a couple of people um, tangentially who um, have gotten their first doses because of everything that's happening. So that's good. Some people are coming around, which is nice. Yeah, that is very good. 
I'm yeah. drinking wine this evening. It's oh. six, almost six thirty on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, because I'm going into a hot mess tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I don't know if you know a um, teacher. Light a candle for us, yeah. would you? <laughs> Send a bottle of wine. Anyways, let's talk yeah. about we relax. Let's let's bring it back because yeah, it's yeah. kind of a downer. You come here for something other than the normal day to day. Even though the world is falling apart and whatever, I'm still very happy in my own little bubble. Um, yeah. Podcasts so, still have to be made. Yeah, podcast is going great. Patreon is going great. Patreon.com slash the Um Yeah. And I mean, we are fine. We're fine. We're fine. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're, we're fine. good. <laughs> so anyways, um, today I wanted to talk about sound. So James has talked about sound a little bit with um, cleansing there was an mm-hmm. episode a while back, I think in like pure pandemic, pure pandemic. Um, <laughs> Pre-pandemic? Uh, no, like when it was like early pandemic, early pandemic, mid, God, you know, mid day, there will be a pandemic timeline with titles mm-hmm. today. The Tiger King era. Oh, there we go. Um, you know, sourdough. Uh, yeah era i I don't know other words for maternity leave pandemic i don't know at some point and it was about cleansing very specifically so um but today i'm going to be talking about sound and how you can use sound to enhance your craft and your practice Mm -hmm. okay interesting so my sources are witchcraftandwitches.com, Earth, uh, what is this? Earthcbcrystals.com, wickaliving.com, otherworldoracle.com, wolfofanatomyoccultism.com, and um, it's the wofs.com. It's like mm, an acronym. Okay. okay. So we know, and you probably don't think about it, but sound is something that impacts us every single day and almost Mm -hmm. continuously through our day until we fall asleep and even into our sleep, depending on how you dream and depending on what you need to Mm -hmm. sleep. Some people use sound machines, heaters, what have you, right? So Sound is Mm -hmm. constantly bombarding us, constant. And from the time that humans were able to create spoken or just guttural sound, um, it has become extremely important with different forms of communication, um, Mm -hmm. but not only communication, but music and musical communication. With records of cave paintings and early etchings and just think about early, early record keeping, which was imagery. Mm -hmm. It was graphs. It was hieroglyphics. It was cuneiform. Um, All of that records trade 
in instruments and um, just the record of music, right? And then mm-hmm. when we think about cultural heritage um, and ethnic generational storytelling, a lot mm-hmm. of that is done in music. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of the time when we think about that, we're then associated with drums, which go back mm-hmm. and are kind of across almost every single cultural group. Um, drums. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to specifically talk about drums today just because drums are more kind of a tone setting. I wanted to talk about things that in our modern craft is more, I guess we could say popular um, or easier okay. to obtain. I'm sure you could easily obtain a drum, but I've never tried. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you could. And even when we now use our spoken language, right? Uh, we think about tone and inflection and the meaning behind things, the heaviness on words, um, mm-hmm. all of these things, right? Changing notes can change the feel and theme of music from happy, joyful, sad, like devastating, mm-hmm. if, everywhere in between, right? Major Just by keys, taking minor keys, yeah. the depth, what have you. So there's just so much when it comes to sound that we don't even think about and how tapping into that can help your focus, your meditation, and then kind of enhance the frequency of what you're putting out in doing whatever practice that you're trying to accomplish, right? Okay. So first I'm going to go through just some kind of foundational sounds or types of music or what have you and kind of their meanings and associations. So this is kind of like a real quick list, right? So classical music is often considered um, traditional, have to do with legacy and dark green. So maybe if you wanted to do some kind of work or intention about tradition, you might want to put on some classical music in the background while you complete whatever it is that you're doing right mm-hmm. bells um, bells are one of the ones that I'm going to really get into uh, protection messages and focus chimes um, time and cycles and omens clapping mm-hmm. that's another one I'm going to get into excitement happiness color and um, cleansing crackling like uh, fire crackling or those candles that have like the crackly wicks or even paper, like any kind of crackling. It's really associated with fire elements. Um, It's for energy. Um, Maybe if you are doing some kind of energy spell or intention, have fire going, making sure you have something in there that's really going to make it like crack. Uh, Drumming, safety, going into a trance, communication, um, uh, mm-hmm. working with uh, shamans usually work with drums a lot and mm-hmm. luck, echo, um, omens and signs, like looking for those things or uncovering those and surrounding okay. yourself with energy because that echo is like reverberating, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, gongs, uh, opening and closing, humming, Shifting vibrations, heightening energy, um, a rain stick. Uh, those are associated with water elements, peace and harmony, 
uh, religious music. So if you are of someone of a faith um, and also practicing, um, kind of like enhances or infuses that faith into whatever you're doing uh, might be help with inspiration. Um, okay. Silence, just dead silence, you know, just like nothing. Uh, yeah. Um, introspection. Then yeah, song. Which I think can be a little hard to achieve, right? Yes, you would need like cance- noise canceling headphones, I would assume, because yeah. the world is loud. Yeah. Uh, song. So anything that has lyrics. Um, this you could use in deity work. So say you have a deity or a god who you're working with, and you might play songs that you think um, connect to them while you're doing your like offerings and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and emotional expression. Uh, using a tambourine for spirit communication. This one just made me think of the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> um, a trumpet uh, announcements the four elements but again made me think of Haunted Mansion um, mm-hmm. vowels this one's kind of like think like that guttural like not quite humming but like I'm not gonna do it <laughs> like, like you know, throat singing almost throats oh my god I love throat singing yeah but like yes exactly so you're just saying a particular vowel sound A-E-I-O-U um, but you're saying it more of a guttural humming way this is really great for um meditations, going deeper, uh, meditating into sleep, chanting mantras, what have you. And then wind chimes, different from the other chimes. Wind chimes, um, if you are someone who is working with uh, the Fae, wind chimes are really good. Um, And also if you need something in the form of an air element. Okay. So those are just good you know, wind chimes <laughs> freak me out a little bit. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, I have like this weird thing with wind chimes. And like whenever I hear wind chimes or there's wind chimes somewhere, I'm always like, it's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Something's going to happen. I've never had a ghostly interaction with wind chimes. I think it might have been just, in like a movie or a book or something, and it just like stuck with I me. Mean, freaking idea. There's all there's so many like horror movies that like use wind chimes as like an element for scares or for like just tone setting. You know, that's true. It could it also be a lot. Twister. Like I literally was just watching Scream Four, and they just used a a wind chime as like a something. You know. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen Scream 4. Well, I'm going to go watch the new Scream, so I wanted to watch all Ooh. the Screams um, to brush up, I guess. I don't know. I've seen the first two like a million new, times. Is like, like is, did they remake it's like the, the first one? It's like a new situation? chapter. Oh, like a copycat? From what I can deduce, I haven't watched too many trailers because I hate trailers that spoil too much. Um, yeah. It's like, uh, it's it seems to be like the people who are being murdered are somehow connected to all the other killers. Like they're relatives oh, of the killers of previous interesting. movies. I've never um, seen a trailer, so I have absolutely no idea. 
I only saw one. And then because Sydney Prescott is in it and I think she says a line kind of similar to that unless mm-hmm. I'm just misremembering it. But like I said, I try not okay. to watch too many trailers mm-hmm. because they tend to spoil, especially a horror movie trailers. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's basically the whole movie. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I'll go watch the trailer after but this. Yes. It makes sense that wind chimes unsettle you, especially, well, they're so, and they're so loud. Like, uh, they're so high-pitched that yeah, um, it can be unsettling. I think it's because when I'm in my house, I want to just ignore the outside world. And, like, chimes make me remember that there's, like, an outside. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I should probably talk to my therapist about that. It's fine. It's a healthy coping mechanism. It's fine. Oh God. Yeah. All right. Bells. I saw this meme and it was like it was like getting a little too good at disassociating, um watching the fall of the American Republic while looking at um dog hats on Amazon. <laughs> like, dog yeah. hats. hats for dogs. That's really funny. Or hats with dogs on them. I'm it, it didn't specify. Yeah, I don't think I would be doing very well in this pandemic if it wasn't for TikTok. <laughs> Specifically, Book Talk. If you're on Book Talk, you know what I'm talking about. Mine's Reddit. For Reddit is my escape. I it gets a love little, it can get a little book scary. Talk. Book Talk has so many recommendations. They're really heavy on the Akatar series, the Court of Thorns and Roses, and they're really heavy on the Stone of Glass series, which if anybody has never read those books, they're so good. But all together, there's like, wait, how many are there? Five, there's like 13 books total between the two series, but I read all like breeze. But anyways, <laughs> anyways. What was that book you were telling me about that was like a fan fiction, like a Harry Potter fan fiction? Oh my gosh. Some of you have to know what I'm talking about. And you, when I say it, you're going to be like, yes, oh my God, it's literally the best book in the world. I read (laughs) Manacled. It's a Harry Potter, Draco Malfoy fan fiction. And it is one of the best books I have ever read. Like, my brain could not stop thinking about it for, like, two weeks. <laughs> and I can never read the original Harry Potters again. And I don't think I can watch the movies. We were trying to watch one the other day. And I was like, absolutely not. This is not what happened. <laughs> it's about Draco Malfoy and Harry Potter? No, it's about Draco Malfoy and Hermione. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it works, is... Yeah. <sighs> If you have read Manacled, can you just DM us so I can talk to someone? <laughs> I haven't read it yet. I don't know anyone who's ever read it that I can like actually talk to, you know? You're so, yeah. Oh it's very God. specific. So if someone can just reach out to us or come over to my Instagram and DM me because I have all my feelings. And she needs someone to talk to. It's literally in my top 10 favorite books. Like it's so good. Like, it's so, okay. If you've never read Manacled, let me tell you. (laughs) You need to go, we're way off the rails, but it's fine. Um, fine. Oh my gosh, what's that fanfic website? What's it called? What's it called? What's it called? I have no idea. A Story of Our Own? Creepy Is it A Story of Our Own, everybody? I think it's A Story of Our Own. Archive. Archive, no. 
archive of our own, okay? You go on archive of our own and you search manacled. It's very explicit. It's very dark. Check your trigger warnings. Because mm. if you check your trigger warnings and you get even a third of the way in this, you will not be happy. Okay? I'm looking Tri- this up right now. Check them. Okay? Because it's it's dark. It's like dark. So be careful. Um, How do you spell it? Manacled? Is I Lin you. And she is literally amazing. And before you ask, no, I have not read anything else she's written. Um, I am going to as soon as I can. But I really wanted to get manacled kind of like out of my brain. But it's not working. So, yeah. So if you've ever gotten into Harry Potter fan fiction, um, you'll know that there's kind of two main ways you can go. Um, There's Draco Malfoy, Harry Potter. Like literally the person Harry Potter fan fiction where they end up together. And then there's um, Draco Malfoy, Hermione fan fiction where they end up together. Oh my God, it's so good. Are those the like two big ones? Those are the two big kind of like tropes. I've never read any other fan fiction except this one. Um, And I was a little hesitant going in because usually I do not read books with those trigger warnings. Um, not that I get like squeamish about them, but it's just wow. Books. Some of these, like, yeah, it's, trigger warnings mm, are, <laughs> yeah, it's intense. I'm gonna I mean, read this. To, oh my god, it's so good. The trigger warnings it. are crazy, and I don't like to use that word, but like, oh, I guess they're I can intense. Say this. Someone they're told me intense. this, and not someone told me I saw this in like a review because it's exactly what it is it's harry potter with a completely harry potter like the the story right basically i don't know a little bit more than halfway through what the original story is everything changes totally different trajectory and then it's mixed with a handmaid's tale so the two kind of like tropes are mixed together okay Um, that's not spoilery. It's in the description. So, <sighs> it's still Just, fucking good, though. Yeah, I'm reading. <laughs> this is. I know this is fascinating for all of you to listen to, but I'm reading the, <laughs> the the tags and the warning, the giant warning at the beginning of the story, mm-hmm. and um, it is absolutely well. not for everybody. And there are some parts that I had to like mildly skim over. <gasps> but oh my god I'm gonna read it <sighs> I will read it DM us if you've read this with the trigger warnings I mean, are not throughout the entire book they're kind of like you know how books are like broken into like parts mm-hmm. so a lot of the like harder trigger warnings are kind of in the first part and then the rest of it it's not like there's okay. reference to and like flashbacks and stuff, but um, not as intense. Okay. Okay. But anyways, just go read it. Check your trigger warnings. <laughs> Can just someone freaking DM me, please? Because so talk to I can't. And I say I'll read this, but there's like a fifty-fifty chance I won't. Like I tried to talk to my husband about it, and I outlined the plot for him, and he looked at me like I was insane. So. <laughs> 
funny. He was like, what are you reading? He's like, why are you reading this? So if you're on Book Talk and you know what I mean when you say are you on Book Talk and you know the kind of everything that they talk about on Book Talk and you've read Manicold, can you just talk to me, please? Thank you. So that is be all. Jess's Manicold friend. <sighs> Anyways, 10 minutes later, I'm leaving it all in. Yeah. There has to be this someone. That's what it's there. like. Someone will DM us. Oh, also, because what did you say about the DMs? Something about there was like a ton of hidden messages. Oh, my gosh. We are so sorry, you guys. <laughs> so <laughs> TikTok teaches me all kinds of things. So on TikTok, I learned that if you have a business page, which our Sit First Well Pod is a business page, and you go look at your DMs, you see like a variety of DMs, right? You can move conversations into general into primary like folders right there is one that says like all requests you have to click on that and that's like kind of where your new dms go right where people who've never dm'd you before that's where everyone goes yeah after you click that there's like this little i think it's like three lines or something you have to click that and there's something that says top requests and then you're like what the hell is top requests? You click that, there's a shit ton more DMs in there. So I looked and I was like, because the person who was talking about this was like, I looked and I've had DMs in there from years ago that have just never been, he's like never seen them, right? We have DMs in there from over a year and a half ago. From six days, from six days to over a year and a half ago like there's dms in there with people who've wanted to be on the podcast there's dms (gasps) just people saying hi remember when you asked for ghost stories there's people in there telling their ghost stories in there oh my gosh yeah i instagram needs to come with a user manual um why so, that's so the, annoying the person who said this on the tiktok was a young gentleman so this is not an old person thing <laughs> and i am not old so we're all, we're gonna go through those and maybe try to answer some we of will them sl- and we uh, go through those um yeah if you've ever wanted to be so on the annoyed. podcast and we ignored you just give us a couple of weeks and wow. <laughs> we I'm so annoyed right now. I know. I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't know why I'm apologizing to you. It's all your fault. The other a couple weeks ago, I was at Jess's house and I spilled a drink on myself and Jess said, sorry. <laughs> She's like, oh, sorry. I was like, why? Why did you say sorry? You did. You say that out loud. You were like, why are you sorry? And I was like, why are you sorry? (laughs) She was like, I really don't know. (sighs) Anyways, what were we talking about? I don't even want to talk about this anymore. I want to talk about manacled more. Um, Yeah. Also. If you read Manicold and then you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, Jessica, what the hell did you recommend to me? Sorry, not sorry. Nope. <laughs> it's so good, though. It's so good. The writing. Okay. Anyways, Bells. Let's talk about Bells. Okay. okay? Bells. <laughs> bells. 
Okay, oh so God. bells. You all know what bells are. You know that bells are used everywhere, right? Everywhere and anywhere. Every church, temple, religious sanctuary thing, you can find a bell. Um, Wicca, Buddhism, Hinduism, Japanese Shintoism, Christianity, Catholicism, everywhere. Bells. It's because bells are ancient. Bells are so old. And bells are one of the first things that were created um, to create sound. Um, after like drums and shaky things like uh, bone rattles and whatnot, right? So uh, we use bells. The kind of main tenets of bells are communication, cleansing, um, and uh, kind of connecting with the spirit world sometimes. So a little bit of history. Um, after about 1000 AD, so about 1022 years ago, um, people made bells from iron. And uh, a lot of European lore and different things like that is it agitates spiritual beings or supernatural beings, most notably the Fae. Um, and... So they were made out of iron, and then that just kind of became a thing. And then when, quotation, like fancier metals or more desirable metals started being um, distributed more uh, fluidly, easier, trade got better, right? Copper. <laughs> I, my vocabulary doesn't work anymore. I've been drinking this wine. Um <laughs> Uh, they got super popular, basically, is the words that I'm trying to say. Just because, one, they are really cool. You can make them in any shape and size. Um, they sound fantastic. And then they um, carry. The sound carries. Mm. And then generally, okay. the creation of a bell, it's not very difficult, right? So it's not difficult right. to manufacture. So... They um, okay. boomed, right? It was a bell boom. Okay. A boom. So, boom. one of the things, <laughs> bada boom. One of the things <laughs> that um, traditionally bells were used for was to scare off ghosts. And James talks about this in one of our other episodes, but um, ghosts and demonic entities, because the sound of a bell is so pure like cleansing mm, and pure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's like these purifying sound waves that when you ding the bell, ring the bell, kind of goes through and to clear out any negativity, right? This right. is why they're used in churches. This is why they're used in other religious temples and ceremonies mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they are cleansing and pure and get rid of the negative, negative spirits. Yeah. There's even been films that I couldn't tell you what, but I like can see it in my head where like I've seen bells used in like exorcisms and stuff. Um, mm, so bells. Okay. Simple, but heavy, literally yeah. and figuratively. Mm, a bell. Bells. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, bells are associated with the element air. 
So if you are someone who also associates with the element air, uses air a lot, astrologically you are connected to air, these might be really good to incorporate into your practice. If you are doing a ritual or a spell or something where you want the element of air, using bells um, is a fantastic way to go about that. Uh, also, there's a lot of goddesses and deities who um, really prefer the sound of bells. So if you do have altars to different ones of these, you can definitely include a bell there. Okay. Other things with bells are um, beginning and closing your circle to cleanse out the space um, and beginning. And this is going to be very common in all three of the ones that I'm going to talk about. But mm-hmm. basically beginning and ending, right? So right. ringing the bell to start your circle opening, ringing the bell to close your circle, your meditations, setting your intentions at the beginning of the spell, at the end of a spell, during a spell, what have you, if you're going to use the air concept. Um, it's a very nice, almost tangible um, beginning and end, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, fantastic for spell work, fantastic for invoking things, um, and fantastic for cleansing. So bells, um, how and like can pretty you find inexpensive, right? Oh yeah. You can buy bells at like the Dollar Tree. We love the Dollar Tree. You know that. Um, Dollar 25 <laughs> tree now, but you know. Yes. So. If you go to the Dollar Twenty Five Tree or Michaels or Amazon or your local witchcraftery store and you pick up some bells, okay? How can you make the bells your own in your home? How can you do this? Let mm-hmm. me tell you. Um, okay, so you need something to hold them together because you need multiple, right? I would say minimum three. We've talked about the number three. You mm-hmm. can use your own number, but... Let's say minimally three, okay? Unless you like it simple, just do one. Metal ring, some kind of cord, some kind of string, some kind of rope, whatever color um, that you enjoy or a color that you associate with your home or a color that is associated with protection or even a color. You can even change out the color based on if you're using it for a specific purpose, spell, incantation, what have you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to choose your bells. You're going to choose the metal of your bells. You could do research on this. You could just quickly pick them up. Again, it's up to you. You can add charms or other things. It can make the kind of sound of the bells change. So keep that in mind. If you just want the pure bell sound, you probably don't want to add mm-hmm. um anything to it that's going to make additional sound. So you might want to use yarn. You might want to use rope. You might want to have no charms on it because those are going to interrupt the purity of the sound. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it's up to you. If you do want to add things, charms in the shapes of things that are associated with protection, your deities, um, anything else that you honor, uh, air symbols, You could include beads to incorporate color. You can um, add feathers, pendants, uh, hanging crystals, hanging runes. Do what you want. Something super cool that I would do is get like maybe some kind of marker or wax or something and Mm -hmm. um, 
put runes on the bells, like yeah, them, you know, yeah, yeah, that yeah. would be nice. Um, then once you have it all together, you're going to kind of like set your space. So, however you do that, whether you call the corners, whether you create a full circle, whether you just meditate, whether you just start at your kitchen table, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to want to cleanse your items um, either with some kind of uh, burning something to create smoke, salts, um, your own words, maybe another type of thing that I will talk about, like a sound bath. Um, oh, I saw the coolest freaking thing. And I know it's going to be about another thing, but I'll talk about it now. But I bought a necklace from a woman. Um, It was just an amethyst. And she put it in a sound bowl and like did the sound bowly thingy with it in there. And I was like, that is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like, cleanse it or? Yeah. So do that if you have one, a Tibetan singing bowl or a crystal bowl. I like it. Other bells. I don't know. Clap at it. Yeah, you can like, you can, yeah, like shake your bell over your crystals. and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like the moon is not the only way to like charge and cleanse your crystals. Oh, put them in the moon or in the sun, depending on which one. There's lots of other, lots of other ways to do that. Yeah. For Sure, these. Yeah. Um, sorry, my wine made me lose my place. I think we do talk about that stuff like way back, like episode two, when we talk about crystals. Yeah. I think There's we talk about different same. ways to charge them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You were so young then. So young. Sweet summer children. Mm-hmm. Okay. Put your bells on your thing, whatever it is that you picked. I'm going to say yarn. Okay. Put mm-hmm. your bells on your yarn. Put anything else on there. Put them in whatever order you want. Some people will kind of like make larger knots to separate the bells, right? Like to have them separated. So maybe um, they have like space in between. They're not touching depending on how you're going to hang it, what you're going to do with it. Um, Do some kind of like thank you to whatever you're asking for cleansing, for permission, for purification, what have you. And then you're mm-hmm. going to hang these in a door. Um, you can hang them. This is kind of specifically like witchy kind of thing. Um, other cultural or ethnical groups might have other places where you might want to hang bells. Go for it or wherever you want to put them. And kind of like the witchy world. They're hung over doors. And yeah. um, it's to cleanse uh, your space, right? And to keep negative energies out. And to keep that um, purity in. So that's pretty fun. You can also do like um, windows, other doorways in your home. If you share a space, uh, maybe just put them over your door um, or put them over a window in your space. If you have one, your closet door, right? It doesn't, you can be creative with it. It doesn't have to be your front door. So your roommate is like, why are you hanging bells in the front door? What are you doing? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm trying to protect your soul. And then, yeah, just let me see how that goes. Your roommate's probably used to this stuff by now. Probably. For sure. Other things you can do with your bells. Um, 
You can hang them in your witch's cabinet. You can put them on your altar. You can put them in the rearview mm. mirror of your car. You can put a bell on oh. your pet's collar. You can hang them from your bedroom window. You can put them under your pillow or hang them over your bed to ward off nightmares. Um, you mm. can use them. Well, I didn't read that beforehand, but <laughs> you can throw me for a loop for a second. But you, it says bells are rung in fertility spells and represent the male and female genitalia coming together. So you could do okay. that. Okay. Both of it. Wear a bell around. It. Wear a bell around your own neck during your fertility rituals. You know, mm-hmm. get into it. Yeah, be very loud. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, your roommate's used to it by now. <laughs> For reals, they're like, man, this person. What did I agree the bells to are out again? <laughs> I can't even imagine. Oh my God. <laughs> you just come home from work and you just hear the bells bells like, ringing. Damn it. And you walk back out and leave. Like I'm leaving. <laughs> I'll be back in an hour. An hour. <laughs> I'll be back in eight minutes. Eight minutes. <laughs> Set a timer. Just sit down in the hall. Yeah. Sit <sighs> in your car for eight minutes. All right, let's talk about clapping. Um, along with chimes, clapping is horribly creepy as well. But it depends on the yeah, context that's the of the clapping. But in the opposite of being creepy, um, clapping in this sense is cleansing. Very yeah, cleansing. Good. So clap cleansing is uh, literally taking your hands and clapping, but it's clapping with intention and energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Not just like clapping for applause or whatever, because I mean, can you imagine how clean auditoriums are energy wise? <laughs> yeah, like zero theaters would be haunted. Maybe that's why there's like no poltergeist in high school, because there's always clapping. And if Not that made no sense to you, it's because we've talked about poltergeists being caused by hormones and intense emotion and energy coming off of females during the um, puberty period. Um, But yeah, so anyways, clapping. Um, So what you can do, um, it's basically the idea that clapping sends out positive, pure energy, the sound, especially if it's done with intention, so it can kind of like chase away... um, negative energies, other kinds of energies, what have you. Um, mm-hmm. There is also this really interesting concept. Um, some of you may know an immense amount about this, and I know a grain of sand amount about this. We're going to talk about it anyway. <laughs> Everyone knows the concept of yin and yang. Um, so... Basically, it's the entire universe as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. And the yin and the yang energies create that whole. It's a balance, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, part of this and part of reaching this, um, like balance, it's kind of like an inner balance, is mm-hmm. um, they call it, there's like the inner yang and the secret 
yang. So the secret yang is kind of like an essence. It's super subtle, takes place deep inside of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of what brings out magic and joyousness um, out and like mm. kind of spreads this out into the environment, right? Um, it's very purifying. Uh, it can replace, like if you're able to reach it, it can replace like stale and stagnant emotions and energy within your body and replace it with powerful and empowering energy in your body. Um, and the okay. way that you can reach this is by clapping. So like the physical really clapping. Yeah. So um, this article said when we clap, we create the sound of two hands beating, and this is, I'm quoting this, and this ignites the production and flow of secret yang chi energy that moves within the bodies of those doing the clapping. Those hearing the clapping will also feel their heartbeats get stimulated by the clapping action. Clapping causes okay. the body's internal organs to get activated, immediately making the chi move, swirling out and up. You can't see my hand movements. Um, and kind of like energy flow. Okay. Think like okay. water cycle. <laughs> like, you know, those like yeah. arrows yeah, yeah, that yeah. go from whatever. Um, the clapping creates a very powerful yang flow. Um, it adds magic to the feng shui of space, if you follow that. Um, and so it can be very uh, worthwhile to learn how to clap in such a way. Which I is wonder kind of- if, I feel like sometimes clapping, like laughter, is sometimes like, um, what's the word? Like un- unintentional or... Um, like automatic almost you know like like it just yeah. happens mm-hmm. like when babies so. are happy like they clap you know like yeah my son's like, like 10 months people... now i never taught him to clap he knows how to clap yeah so like you watch a movie like in a theater everybody claps at the same time like at a really good part or like yeah people it's like people when the airplane lands people are happy so they clap like i wonder if that's like that involuntary thing like reaction yeah. is is like a has something to do with that like and it makes sense energy. because you clap when you have good feelings and so if you're attempting to mimic that with purpose yeah yeah um then it should kind of create the same sensation yeah hmm, hmm. interesting Interesting. Yeah. Um, it does give you some specific directions. Uh, very small. But um, you, what you want to do, the best way to clap in this situation is allow the surface of your outer palms to touch in almost an embracing way. You can't see what I'm doing. But <laughs> like, like my fingers are like splayed. And like my, what are those pieces called? Like your pads? Yeah, like that part. And then like your palm is like squished together. And then you're just like clapping. So that like the whole, basically you're making it so your hands are in such a way that your palms are able to touch completely 
when you are clapping and the whole outside edge of your palm is touching the other outside edge of the other palm. <laughs> We're just clapping now. <laughs> just clapping. You know, what is, you know what's interesting is um, Jess and I grew up in a very heavily um, Asian populated area. And mm-hmm. you would see people doing different um, exercises and things like in parks and stuff mm-hmm. around in the area. Like they would do like Tai Chi and things like that. I've seen people Lots do of this. Clapping. Lots of clapping. Lots of clapping. Freaking makes sense now, man. I never yeah. knew why they were clapping. I like assumed it was intentional um, because yeah. it looked very intentional. And so I was like, sweet. But now I know. Yang. That's what they were doing. Secret Yang. Man, watching them, like, going to the park and watching, like, the old men do, like, Tai Chi. It's so... It's mesmerizing. Mesmerizing. Yeah. You're just like, how do you know how to do that? They learn, man. It just looks so peaceful. (sighs) Talking about peace. Let's move on to the last thing here. Let's do it. Crystal singing bowls and or Mm. Tibetan singing bowls. I love Gorgeous. It. We've talked about sand baths. We have an episode way back when, um, I think our first couple months, about the sound bath in Joshua Tree. The Integratron. Yeah, the Integratron. Um, not a transformer, but was created by aliens. So is it Close not enough. a transformer? If you are in the Southern California area or, or like even like the Western, Central California area. Western Arizona. Western Arizona. Um, anywhere. Highly really. recommend the Integratron. If you're coming to the Southwest, I guess, mm-hmm. I don't know, California, the West Coast. Um, if you can make it out to Joshua Tree, it's Joshua Tree is like literally in the middle of nowhere. It's like a desert it's town. It's about... Up- what would you say? Forty-five minutes outside of Palm Springs. Um, An hour, maybe, maybe. And then this is like well, forty-five I'm minutes outside of half. that. I'm an hour and a half from Palm Springs, and it takes how long did it take us to get? It took us like an hour and a half. What's well, there? It's different directions. Yeah. Anyways, that it's more gives you anyway. No idea. It, and it's even outside mm-hmm. of. It's even like another half an hour outside of Joshua Tree. Yeah. Um, and when you're anyway, driving up to it, you're like, "Am where am I going? Um, like, am I about to be murdered? Um, yeah. But anyways, but, go listen to the episode. There's a lot. Yeah. And highly, highly recommend. The most relaxed I've ever felt in my life. Yeah. We talked to you about what, like, we saw and how we felt and just go listen yeah. to it. It's fantastic. Let's do it. I love it. The Integratron, I will tell you, this is special because of the way that the building was built. So the reverb or the um echo or what's it called what's it called what is it called like the um acoustics sorry that was loud acoustics (laughs) Acoustics. um (laughs) it was hope you're not driving in the middle of the night yeah it was built in such a way that it just like penetrates your body yeah and go listen to the episode. We fully explain why and how and when and yeah. where. And because what. there are other sound baths, obviously, everywhere, all over the world. But this one. We're Let's going go. back. Let's we go. go back. Let's go. 
You guys can come with us. Oh my gosh, let's go on spring break. Okay. So that we can go on weekday. Okay, I'm down. I'm like so down. All right, if we can get 10 to 12 people, we can get the group rate. So if you guys want to go and you live in Southern California, we'll make it happen. Let's do it. DM us. You have to be vaccinated. Sorry. Must. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Because we want to get the room rate so that we don't have strangers in there because you're not strangers. No, you're our best friends. So, anyways, singing bowls in general. Singing bowls. Okay. Um, they are used in traditional yoga practice. They're used in sound healing. They're used in cleansing. They're used in space clearing. Um, and they, again, can signify the beginning and end of a experience, um, a circle, a meditation, what have you. Um, mm -hmm. Now, if you've ever, if you've never seen a sound bowl before, just do a quick Google really quick, unless you're driving, then don't do it. Um, mm -hmm. But you've probably seen one, you just didn't know what you were seeing. So there's uh, two basic types. There's kind of different ones everywhere, but there's two basic types. There is the cultural, deep, deep cultural, Himalayan, um, Tibetan sound bowl. These are made out of metal. Um, they range in size greatly and they range in tone greatly depending on the thickness of the metal um the width mm. of the bowl the depth what have you right um yeah. as well as the mallet type that you use these tibetan singing bowls um i know they're everywhere literally everywhere any new right. age store you go into any craft fair just they're everywhere. So it's kind of yeah, hard to say, like, do your research because um, they are so abundant, but I'm still going to say do your yeah. research because it is a very deep cultural thing. Same thing with finding that secret yang. Um, if you are someone who does practice feng shui um, and does look for that kind of thing, awesome if not maybe do your research first right right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so um running a mallet around your bowl with different types of pressure is going to create the tone um obviously the different amounts of pressure speed um material what have you is going to cause the bowl to sing so the pressure of the mallet, the thickness of the material, the type of material, um, the speed all create the tone. And generally when you buy one, um, kind of depends on what store you buy it from or like where you buy it from, because some places it won't tell you, they might let you kind of play around with it, depending on what kind of store it is to see if like the tone activates anything for you. Otherwise mm. with the crystal, bowls generally it's going to tell you the tones and i'll talk to you about those in a second and like their correlations to chakra um but you kind of just have to play around and see which one you like best um mm -hmm. or you can just kind of like guess like oh this area is kind of like where i have a connection and go from there right right um because the crystal sound bowls those are an investment um the Tibetan sound bowls are much more affordable 
because they mm-hmm. are much more um, av- widely available. But just with any other cultural product, um, I would kind of try to make sure that the product was made ethically and with intention um, yeah. before purchasing. So uh, studies have shown, this is a quote from the article, studies have shown that the sound has a direct impact on the mental processes, muscles, nervous system, heartbeat, pulse, Mm. digestive system, and circulatory Mm. system. Um, I chalk this all up in my scientific self um, to being that it just calms you the hell down pretty much. Um, You are so focused on the sound that everything else relaxes and muscles you didn't even know were tight loosen. Yeah. Because there's nothing else you can do except experience the sound. So everything that you're holding on to drops. It is, Mm -hmm. I can't even, heavenly. just experience it if you can. Um, Even if you buy one and you do it yourself, there's like a little bit less tension release if you're doing it yourself because you actually have to be active and participate in it. Right. Oh, my goodness. Highly highly recommend. You could probably even get some of the same experience looking up like videos on YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like just put some headphones on, lay down your bed or the floor. Mm Mm-hmm. And just hear the tones. They have them for everything. So you can YouTube them for sound, bass, heart chakra, sound, bass, anxiety release, sound, bass, something. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Google it. It's like any meditation that you're going to – Yeah. That you you need to like something specific for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's also a really good way, now that you mention it, to kind of find which bowl you like um, because um, mm-hmm. I like I have one. I've talked about it. I have a heart chakra crystals um, sound bowl, and I knew that's one of the ones I wanted because when we did ours, the person who was playing them did each one individually, and that's the one that kind of like struck most with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was like the heart chakra and like maybe the throat chakra. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't remember, but yeah. So that's actually a really good way to figure out which one that you connect to. So yeah. thank you for that. Um, some other benefits are um, stress and anxiety reduction, um, just stimulating your body in general, uh, anger reducer, going into a deep relaxation. Sometimes people use this for pain relief, but only as a additional service right if you have as a chronic pain um seek out a doctor and then maybe use this on top right yeah as with anything because it there is another thing that says like it helps with like depression and anxiety that is and this podcast definitely has the um stance that it is just a support it is not a yeah in, in um, addition to, in it's not a replacement. To. Exactly. Um, 
doing or listening to a sound bath is also fantastic for mental and emotional clarity. So maybe if you have a really big decision you mm-hmm. have to make or really big emotions that you're feeling or a really big situation that you're in, going to and experiencing a sound bath or meditating at home with a sound bowl can kind of help you figure that out or like sort through it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, when using crystal singing bowls specifically, so the ones that are um, specifically the crystal ones, whether they're be colored or um, the, they're kind of like the, what's the word? Opaque white, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if they mm-hmm. do come in a color, that's because they're associated specifically with a chakra. And that just means that the company that sells them um, colored them to make them more... Um, marketable and also just Mm. say it's just easier to identify right because some people don't know that like a c note is connected to um right the root chakra right yeah yeah because you're not gonna put the pink one is for the heart you know yeah yes exactly because red is better than a bunch of c's or a giant c or something you know and they're gorgeous because of the way they look, yeah. go Google them. They're super pretty. Um, the notes of the crystal singing bowls correspond with each of the major chakras. I'll tell you which ones in a second. Um, we have talked about chakras many times. Um, if that is something that you incorporate into your practice and your self-care, chakras are energy centers in the body. Um, again, I'll, I'll tell you them in just a second, but each energy center has unique aspects that correspond with different things, um, as well as are connected to different elements. Um, are connected to different colors, uh, issues that you might be having, etc. Yeah, we did a whole episode on chakras not that long ago. No. Okay, so let me break this down for you really quick. So, um, going from the top of the body down, so you have um, your, or no, back it up. <laughs> Let's start at the root. So, your um, root chakra, uh, base of the spine, element earth this is kind of like physical need um your sound bowl may or may not be red and this is going to be a c note definitely a c note your sacral chakra your lower abdomen water element sexuality and emotion this might be an orange bowl or orange associated and this is going to be a d note Your solar plexus is a fire element. It's associated with power and vitality. Your bowl might be yellow, and it's going to be an E note. Your heart Mm -hmm. chakra, this is the bowl that I have. Um, It is uh, an air element, um, uh, corresponds to love. Um, And your bowl may or may not be green, and this is an L, an L, (laughs) an F note. Next, we have your throat chakra. Throat is associated with sound and communication. This bowl may or may not be blue, and it is a G note. You have your third eye. This is in the brow area. It's a light element. Um, It is connected to intuition, um, and it is a deeper indigo. Um, This is an A note. The final chakra is your crown. It's the top of your head. Um, Very spiritual, uh, very supernatural sometimes, connecting to spirit or angel, whatever. Um, 
your like guides. Uh, it's your understanding. Mm-hmm. And this one is generally a violet and or purple um, and is a B note. So okay. some of you may be musical and already understand those notes. Others, again, you might want to go um, experience a sound bath or what have you and um, listen to those notes specifically in a bowl to see which one might connect to you. But man, when they do them all together, it's great. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's a, it's sort of um, unexplainable. Mm hmm. Yeah. To be like all consumed and surrounded by that much a focused sound. Mm-hmm. And something that's like hard to understand when it's like in a video context or when you're listening to it like in headphones or something is how how actually loud it is. Um yeah. Like even just the one I have in my house is freaking loud. Like yeah. You can hear it outside. <laughs> like it's loud. <laughs> and so I'm assuming that when they're recorded they do have to mess with the volumes and stuff, but oh, they're sure. loud. Yeah. So um using these in your craft. If you have a full set, which I said is a is a large investment especially if you get quality mm-hmm. items. You can definitely associate your spell or intention or manifestation or circle or meditation to whatever it is that you had in mind with the note of the bowl. Um, but if you're going mm-hmm. to use a crystal bowl, you can definitely associate whatever you're doing with the sound, but you absolutely do not have to. So if you just have one... right. Again, closing and opening your circle, your meditation, your intentions, um, using it to cleanse your space. If maybe you feel like you have negative energy in your space, maybe if you feel like you have spirit in your space, um, using that sound to purify the space with purpose and intention, Um, cleansing items in that bowl. Like I talked about with the necklace, putting things inside and cleansing it with that. That was so freaking cool. I didn't even think about that. Um, Also using the sound as a meditation. Um, And the other thing is just using the sound to push it forward. So one thing that I really want to do this year with my sound bowl, because it, I mean, I, it was gifted to me, but I do want to like use it you know? Mm-hmm. And so one yeah. of the things I really want to do is like when I'm sent when I'm setting intentions or doing manifestations, I want to do them with the bull because I want to use the energy and the sound of the bull to like push mm-hmm. out those ideas with the frequency of the sound. Yeah. Think about how far sound travels. The I don't even know. hippiest thing I've ever said in my life (laughs) but like you know what I mean like I want to push the energies out out using that sound using the frequency of the sound using my 
my energy and intention and infusing it into that sound or infusing the sound into me. I don't know which way it works. I don't know science. So, you know, it's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. So that's kind of with the bowls, kind of like where my mind goes, you know, enhancing. Yeah. It's, like an it's the same way you sound. would like set, like write a manifestation down and then set it on fire and let the smoke like go up into the, the sky. Like it's the same sort of. Yeah. Same sort of principle yes. in a way. You're just using sound instead of smoke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you just a few other things that you can do um, before we're done. So one other thing you can do, um, kind of in the same vein, is just use the sound of a singing bowl or the crystal bowl or the bell or the clapping to kind of like activate. So you would do it immediately following the last words, right? Or the last step Hmm. of whatever you were doing. The last, when you light the candle of your candle magic, when you say the last word of a intention or a spell, when you put the last thing down, immediately activate it with sound, with intention. Right. Um, Right. Sharp sounds can release power or cut the magic and like send it on its way. So kind of like using it like that. Um, I've said this, but using it as a focusing tool. So using all of those sounds to start, right. To focus, Mm -hmm, especially mm -hmm. those sound bowls, using them really Mm -hmm. to meditate before going into whatever practice you're going to do. Um, You can also do this with gongs and drums. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then, um, using sound for your guides or when looking for your guides, kind of like calling out and using the sound to call out. Um, This could be when asking your guides or deities, uh, spirit guides, goddess, whatever for something, and then following it with the sound, kind of like pushing it out, using it as communication. Um, And then as always, just using it to clear negative um, energies, banishing, yeah, sound, man. Yeah. When sound you think is, about um, it, don't think about it because when you think about it, you start hearing all the sounds and it's overwhelming. That might just be yeah, my that happens brain, in, but when I get very anxious, sound is a thing that um really really sets me off. Mhm. Like, especially um, if it's two competing sounds. Yeah. Like the thing that like gets I me at the to, end of the day is the TV Michael talking and if the dogs whine. Like, mm, yeah. Ugh, so yeah. <laughs> Or when I get, um, sometimes I get so anxious that I get migraines. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I have to just like turn everything off. Like even the TV being on, like the light and the sound and the, it can be very overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and having a son who is autistic, um, he also is very, very sensitive to sound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It can be overwhelming, but also be very, very nurturing and beautiful if you let it be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah, that was great. That was Thank a lot you. Of very useful information and also like wild tangents. Yeah. So if you got this far, <laughs> you've learned a lot today. A lot. A lot about <laughs> us, a lot about sound. A lot about um, Jess's reading habits. Yep. Um, yeah. You know. I'm mm-hmm. going to read that book. Oh, my God. You have to read it. I'm going to. 
Oh, well, I've been looking for something like easy and sleazy to yes. read. For some reason, I feel like I have to like defend myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, no, just because it's like it is literally the darkest book I've personally ever read, but it is nowhere near the darkest book ever. Like, it just happens to be oh, the, yeah. the darkest book I've ever read. <sighs> but if you read it, it's going to change your perception of the world of Harry Potter. So just if you're fine. Well, it's like that. an alternate timeline, right? Yeah. And it's, and it's wor- worse for them, better for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> you enjoyed it so much. I mean, I'm going to read like a, a chapter and be like, Jess, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> if I think it's too dark, know, you won't. <laughs> I don't think you will. No, I don't think I will. I'll be like, Jess, I read this stuff in the third grade. What are you talking about? (laughs) Nothing. It's a Saturday night for me. (sighs) But anyway, um, it's great. I usually read high fantasy, so whatever. But whatever. You can read whatever you want. You don't need to justify anything. I just cannot delve into fan fiction anymore because... It just it's too much. There's just too much. It's too There's much. a lot of it. I can't do it. Even though um and if you want to know how, I learned how to download fan fictions from Archive of Our Own onto your Kindle. So I don't have a you don't Kindle. Have to keep going to the website. If you have an iPhone, you have the Kindle app. And it downloads oh. onto your Kindle app. So it's just a book in your Kindle app. You're going to have to show me how to do that. Yeah. So that's great news Mm. and bad news. (laughs) I like it. I love it. Because a lot Um, of people read fan fiction on the computer because it's easier. So, Anyways, you've learned a lot. We've lectured you a lot. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Super Talk. Happy 2022. Yay. Um, Join our Patreon, sit for a spell pod on there, uh, like and follow, subscribe. You can now rate and review on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So please so do that. Do that for us, mm-hmm. please. It helps mm-hmm. us get the word out and tell people. And yeah, we're going to keep this uh, twice a month thing going for a little while here until um, – we feel like it, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know. But you do get extra stuff over on Patreon if you miss our vocal fry <laughs> and uh, our I'm tangents. I'm assuming we're going to do the bi-monthly until June. till summer. And then yeah. we'll be able to regroup. Have a little more um, free time. Regroup, but... replan, restructure, whatever. Babies yeah. are hard, man, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. I have a teenage baby and he's still hard. So, yeah. I hear you. I feel you. But, yeah. We love well, you. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. And uh, we love you. We appreciate you. Please be safe out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, get a booster if you're eligible. And if Wear you're your able. mask if you want and, to. Um, no, do That's it. it. <laughs> Not if you want to. We do it. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Hello, Sit for a Spell listeners. 
Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? With everything going on in the world right now, James and I have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety. And we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way, which is why BetterHelp, that's better, H-E-L-P, may be right for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess. And did you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actual professional counseling done securely online. There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in your area. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 world. Is awesome. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 states. Yeah, get on that. Mm -hmm. Get on this too. Special offer for sit for a spell listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash sit for a spell. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at sit for a spell pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed be.